Hello and welcome to the Great Lakes Sports Network Michigan State Podcast. I am Tyler Hayward. Be sure to check us out on Anchor, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. Uh, like the Facebook page and comment under uh, some of the stuff on that. Uh, Facebook page still under trouble with the Snap Podcast. I'm still fighting with Facebook about that, um, as you all know. So, you know, appreciate you guys sticking with us as uh, we look to expand and rebrand and do all that fun stuff. Speaking of expansion, Mike and Ryan will have everything Detroit Lions for you. Uh, final cuts, uh, last preseason game, hard knocks. Uh, so they'll be covering that. That should be dropping soon. Our uh, betting podcast is going to kick off again next week under the Flipside Sports name. So be sure to check that out. But Michigan State football is a little less than uh, 51 hours away at the time of recording and joining me today is one of my favorite uh, players that, that I've seen down the green and white, Thomas Wright, uh, former safety at Michigan State. How are you doing today, sir? I'm good, boss. How you doing, man? Uh, doing good. We've been looking forward to having you uh, back on. And uh, Look, yeah. I know you attend those practices and everything else. And I guess, I guess if, there's two questions that always come to mind uh, when you're talking about Michigan State and their outlook this season is, and the first one uh, for me is, did the cornerbacks get any better? Because I saw Tatum and Prim both made the move over to that position. And I think Ronald Williams, you know, he improved last year throughout the course of the year. People avoided throwing to him a little bit. Does a mere speed make that much of a difference? Oh yeah, uh, man. Of course, man. Um, I was at practice and I was talking to um, to uh, to coach uh, today. And um, the thing about it is, last year we were we were not good. You know, we were decent but not good. I mean, we was ranked. You know, um, I guess what damn the last. Um, but this year, the biggest thing that that he was saying was, uh, you know, we had a new group of guys that really didn't know each other, but now they had a year to, you know, play together. They, they have a year to, you know, to get used to each other. So now the biggest thing is working on communication because you had a lot of young guys and transfers that come in that didn't know plays, they didn't know signals, but they were just trying to let me know, learn during the game. But now they're not learning during the game. Now they know what's going on. So I think it's I think the DBs this year are going to be pretty good. You know, um, it was out. I was what well, actually they had to walk through today. Um, it looked pretty good, look crisp. You know, normally if a if a coach is yelling during walkthrough, that means you're not ready. No coaches were yelling. <laughs> Everybody was saying good. Everybody was on beat. So you know, they look pretty good today. That's good to hear. Um, well, uh, when you when you look specifically at the defensive backs, you know, you hear a lot of talk from uh, the guys during the spring and a little bit over the summer about Amir Speed, uh, just his size. Is he going to come in and make, you know, as big of a difference as, you know, a lot of people are hoping? Well, uh, first of all, his size, I mean, he's huge, you know, to be back there. But the thing about it, you don't see that many, like, big, big corners like that in, in the Big Ten. You know, you know, I'm gonna see, you know your, your shorter corners. But uh, with that size, uh, I think that he he's going to be intimidating for, you know, quarterbacks to go after. But then again, you get other teams that's going to test him and see. So that's one thing that as a a fan now, that that's one thing I want to see. I want to see him get tested and, you know, just see him step up to the plate because 
that's what the, that's what was going on in the past where like you can just pick on whoever you want to pick on but now you know you're getting bigger size at the corner it's hard to do and that's what a lot of teams down the, in, in, in SEC country they're going after bigger corners they're turning receivers into corners and then you know those corners are going to safeties when when coaches come in that you know they always talk oh we plan on doing this and we plan on doing that and I mean there were times you'd even hear Izzo like a couple of years ago say, yeah, we might play a little bit of zone this year. And then he never does. Um, when Tucker came in, you know, they were talking about multiple, def- multiple defenses. Uh, and over the past two seasons, we kind of saw them stick with the four to five. This year they're saying it again and talking about maybe a schematic change to a four, three. Um, do you see that happening with them? Off. Uh- Four three, I can see, you know, I can see them trying it out. Um, but the thing about it is you have to play with what you have. You know, you you can't just say, I want to run this defense and then come out and you run a four three and you don't have the personnel to run that defense. So and, and that's the thing that people that on the outside felt, you know, felt to realize that we can say we want to run this typical this this type of defense, but if we don't have the personnel, we don't have the ends or the linebackers or or that nickel back to come in and you know and, and make a difference then you have to work with what you have because if you try to run a scheme and you don't have the personnel, teams will pick you apart. You know, they'll look at that one guy and say, oh, this is the weak spot in that 4-2-5 or that 4-3, you know, or this bad defense or whatnot. They'll, they'll pick that apart and say, we're going to run this ball right here every time. It's just we go, We'll run a variety of plays, but we're going in that same area where that player, and then they're going to get them tired, and then, you know, that's it. When you have uh, um, Cravaris Crouch obviously left, he he had some uh, issues in coverage. You know, you talk about yeah. that uh, second gear when the ball's in the air that, like, Kari Willis had or something like that. Crouch seemed to, like, go in reverse when that ball was thrown. Like, he always seemed to slow down and just kind of wait for it to happen. Um, you add Aaron Brule, you add Jacoby Winman, and then you have the versatility of Darius Snow. Do you, do you think that that's gonna. How how much is that gonna improve the defense? Improving that linebacker position like that. Well, the big thing now, you look at the Big Ten. The Big Ten is you know, the Big Ten was known for just hard nosed football, you know, running down your throat type thing. But now you got to play sideline to sideline, you know. And with and with you know with that, you need you need backers that can read and react. You don't need a backer to just read, 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 and then react. He need to read and react. You know, and he has to go. As soon as that ball's now, he has to make a decision. I'm going this way 100% or I'm going that way 100%. Now, if he makes a mistake, all right, put your foot in the ground, let's turn around, and let's get back to the ball. But like you're saying, you know, uh, my man, Jakar, what I forget his name, but, you know, I think he had a reaction speed, but he wasn't just, like, fast like that, you know, because you, you, sometimes kids don't think while they're running, they just run. You know, so you have to think on the move. You have to you have to read your you have to read your keys and move. That's why it's so important to watch film. So important, you know, to go and study your opponent. And a lot of kids just get the tape and just say, "Oh, you know, they scored a touchdown." No, why did they score a touchdown? Who messed up? You know, you have to pick all that stuff out. So if you watch film, I think that would have helped them a lot. I'm not saying he didn't watch film, but I'm saying if you just study your opponent and 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 look at what their tendencies are. That'll help you a lot more than just waiting the game time and say, hey, I'm just going to run out here and make it make it happen. 
Because now you're thinking on the run. You, you, you can't be thinking and running at the same time. You just got to react. So when we talked about the, uh, you know, the two big issues that Michigan State has, obviously one of them for me is the secondary, specifically the corners. The second one, how do you replace a guy like Kenneth Walker? Obviously you brought in, you know, uh, Jalen Berger from Wisconsin. You brought in Jared Broussard from Colorado. It's going to be predominantly those two with maybe Harold Joyner sneaking in on those uh, third down situations like he did last year. Are these guys capable of doing that? Well, I mean, in this game, it's the next man up. But you got to think. We didn't think Kendall Walker Walker was going to be Kendall Walker. You know what I mean? We knew. We just knew we had a guy from Wake Forest. He's a decent running back coming from Wake Forest, and then he just exploded. You know, so you never know what you're going to get out of these guys. And I think that I think that K. Walk set the tone for these running backs to come in and try to outdo what he did. Because if you're going to come in and be complacent, then, you know, it's the next man up again. So my thing is, I think he set the tone last year for this year for these running backs, the ones that's, that were here and the new ones that are coming in, like, hey, you got some big shoes to fill because he came out and did his thing. And that was a that was a one-hit wonder right there for us. So with, with these guys, they're going to they, – they have to step up because they're going to hear criticism all year if nobody does anything. And that's and that's the main thing I think a lot of people are waiting on this year. They, they're waiting to see how our running game looks and how our uh, secondary looks. So we'll see how that goes. Who, who do you think has the upper hand in that running back battle? Man, I you know what? I couldn't pick, I couldn't pick one because you never know what's going to happen. You know what I mean? Because if you pick one, then next thing you know, you never know – you know, God forbid injury, but you never know what's going to happen. So I, I really don't pick, you know, pick and choose. I just say when opportunity knocks, you got to kick your dough down. Yeah. You think it might be like a, like a matchup issue team that has slower linebackers. Maybe you see a little more Broussard team has uh, guys who uh, maybe, I don't want to say afraid of contact, especially at this level of football, <laughs> but, you know, then you look maybe at a guy like Berger if you uh, want to, you know, just pound it. Is it a matchup situation with these two maybe? I, I, I think so because, like I said, Big Ten is known for running the ball hard, knows football. And, you know, with the offense we have now, you know, we kind of solidified the run last year. So I think, you know, we're going we're gonna to pound the ball first to establish the running game, you know, so – if we want to put Broussard in there, you know, and, and pound, I think that might be the, the start of the season. I think that might be the start of, you know, against Western, you know, just to go in and just solidify the run and let people know we still have a running game. Because a lot of people are doubting our running game right now but just because Kenneth is gone. But at the same time, these guys are premier athletes like anybody else. So, you know, they work out, they train just like anybody else. So, you know, when it's time to perform – we just have to see who go out there and perform. But I think we against Western, we're going to pretty much go out and just try to open up the run, not do too much razzle-dazzle, and just, you know, open up the run, and then we'll go from there. Now, I, I, I'm a nerd, and I, you know, just can't wait until Friday. So I was watching last night, and when I was watching him, I was actually paying attention to the linebackers. And I'm watching him, uh, you know, just drop back. And just because number nine's in the backfield, they're waiting longer than you normally would to react to a certain type right. of play. Um, is he, he 
he put up great numbers last year for my money. He's just, I got him as the third best quarterback in the conference uh, um, behind Stroud and O'Connell. Can he still do what he did, I guess? And obviously he's going to have to shoulder the load even more without K-9 back there when linebackers are more concerned about the weapons like Mosley and Coleman and Reed. Well, and that's the thing. I mean, we still have a great group of receivers, even though, you know, yeah. we lost Naylor, but we still have a good group of receivers. And mm-hmm. and the thing about that, too, like we were talking earlier about the run game, if we can pound, pound, they don't even have to get four or five yards to carry. If we can just get – if we can just get the running backs to make those linebackers think, like, man, this is going to be a long game. You know, now they're second-guessing themselves on run-pass reads, you know, because all we need is a running back to come in Set the tone. Now, you know, the run pass reads are, are, are slower than what you think because what'll happen is they'll, they'll keep their eyes on the running back now. And now one step can cost you in the football game. So mm-hmm. you just you just need those run pass reads to be a little slower. So if we establish the run, then you know we can open it up. And one thing I know, you know, one thing I know is that we have a great group and Peyton and and and, and I call it well Thorne, he can he can pretty much, you know, sling it. Everybody know he can sling it around. He, you know he's he's more seasoned now. He him him and Jay Reed been together for a while. You know we got a couple new guys since middle school. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they've been together for a long time actually. So um and and he's confident. Only thing I say about uh, uh Thorn is and I I told him this not this time but you know last time I seen him I'm like dude you need to learn how to slide. Because- Thank you. Dude, <laughs> that was my next question. That was my yeah. next question. I was going to ask if he learned how to slide. Yeah, you need to learn how to slide, man. Because trying to run these guys over is not going to work, and we need you. Man, I I couldn't count the times. So how many times I just held my breath, like, oh, please get up, please. Yeah, get uh, up I, I remember every I time. practice last year. I said, I said, I said, dude, you you got you got to learn how to slide, man. You can't run everybody over. He just laughed and walked off. I was like, oh, okay, it's going to hurt. <laughs> yeah, man. That. That was honestly my next question. That was my follow-up was, like, has he learned to slide? Can you tell him that next time you see him? <laughs> oh, man. that's That was too good. Like, I, I'm glad I'm on the same page as you with that. Yeah, man. But, uh, yeah, so, look, one, one guy who he's, he's getting a lot of preseason love, but I think he's still kind of underrated in certain aspects. Um. And I'm just bouncing all over the place. You know, I can't help it. I'm really excited. I'm all jacked up. I can't oh, even think straight. But uh, I, I think he's still underrated in a certain regard. And I think maybe the entire room is in regard to his position is Jacob Slade. I I honestly think that this guy could be maybe the best defensive tackle in the country. Has he shown, you know, do you see that type of potential in him? He's gotten older, man. I mean, if, if a guy doesn't mature and get better, then you don't need to be playing. You know, you, you have to learn. You have to learn from the year before and improve, you know. And the one thing I'll say is he's he's gotten a lot better. He's gotten a lot better. And then more, you know, and got the line, they're communicating. And, you know, like last year, you know, they communicated, but not as much. Because, like I say, they still was trying to learn each other. Because you came off that first year of Coach Tuck where, guys, we didn't have nothing. And then the second year, last year, where he just, you know, guys are still trying to learn defense, learn the offense and everything. But now these guys are more mature, more older. So it's it's, it's, it's second nature now to talk, make your calls, make your plays, you know, and, and make sure you're doing the right thing. 
So that's why I think that he's going to be a good, good, uh, good player for us this year too because he's older, he's more mature. So now he, he we won't, we won't fall in that. I don't know, coach. It won't, it won't be that. Now it's like, oh, I see what happened. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Um. So, like I said, you've been to these practices. Uh, you lose Ponishuk. You lose yeah. Beasley. Yeah. Um. Two guys who could. Get to the quarterback. Obviously, you know you want a little more pressure than uh, what we got last year from those two guys. Now you're replacing them with Jeff Petrowski and the uh, transfer from Florida and Chris Bogle. Yeah. How do those guys look, man? Well, I haven't really seen. I, I can't critique them that much because I really haven't seen them work that much. But I do say to everybody, you know, they look good. You know, because normally when price goes, I've I'll follow the DBs and, you know, look at the secondary, you know, more than anything else. But yeah. uh, for the most part, you know, from what I'm seeing, they look pretty good. I know those are two big position. I mean, two big shoes to fill on both sides. So my thing is hopefully they're ready to go. I think they're ready to go from what I've been seeing. They look like they're ready to go, but you never know until the lights come on. And look, this is all preseason. This is all hype. This is all just – you know, let's get everybody excited for this. I, I want your prediction for the season. Um, you, you know, you went what was it, ten and two in the regular season last year. Uh, you know, a lot of people expecting a step back. You know, where do you see this team going? I mean, besides besides the O State game last year, we should be ten. And, I mean, eleven and one. Yeah. You know, uh, besides the O State game, because of course you got. First round of today's coming out of there, and O-State's no no slouch. Um, yeah, if we can if we can establish our run, now will the running game be the same as last year? Who knows? You know, because that was that was a special kid right there. But, oh uh, yeah. If we can establish the run, we have we have top tier receivers, um, and if our defense can hold on, I mean, I'm looking. I'm I'm looking more of a, like a 10-2-11-1 season. I don't know which one. 10-2-11-1. I don't know, but I, I really think uh, I th- I'm, I'm I'm gonna go with 11-1, man. I'm gonna put it out there. 11 11-1. 11-1, Let's go. Yeah. Well, I'm let's just. Pre- <laughs> do Do you ever get that feeling? I mean, you know, because you're, you're hyped up saying 11-1. Do you ever get that feeling? You know, when you go to those practices, like, you know, I could put these shoulder pads on one more time and show these kids what's up. Well, but before I say this, I I really want to say we go undefeated, but <laughs> that's, just, that's just me, man. Because I don't want to lose nothing, right? You know, I don't want to lose nothing, but uh, I'll squeeze that one in there. But no, so yeah, so I when I go out of practice, man, like I was um I was talking to Xavier today, and like he's walking through the hall. And I, we he stopped me. We talked for a second, and I see myself, but then again, I'm like ah. I would put the pads on, but you look at these guys, man, and that was me, what, 20, 20 plus years ago. So, I mean, <laughs> do, I, do I have the same passion and motivation? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I don't, I still don't think, you know, I, I still think I'm the best in my position. But at the same time, you know, these guys got all kind of state of the art, new stuff, new techniques, new everything. And, and if you look at them, they're not just big football players. They absolutely, they actually are like ripped, cut up. You know, athletes. You know, it's, it's different when we play. We play. We play hard nose. Just go straight forward. Now it's yeah. more of you know side to side. You know, you see receivers doing all these moves at the line and then take off. We 
we never seen that, you know. But uh, but yeah, sometimes I I still think I can get out there, you know. I me and uh, T.J. Duckett talk all the time about, you know, our playing days, you know, and and the thing about it is, man, we would love to get back out there, but I think after play number three, man, I'll be on the stretcher. <laughs> Hamstrings, <laughs> Achilles, everything gone. All right. So before, so uh, normally for these lead ups, uh, you know, when we have someone on, we always, uh, you know, make make a pick for the game. Obviously, you know, Westerns got a bonus pick with you. Okay. I, I saw you post it just ago. Utah minus three against Florida. Man, you seen that? Oh my god. <laughs> I, I I don't know, man. I don't know why they, but the line's still moving. But I'm like, man. Like, that's tricky. That's almost like a catch game, man. That's, that's like they're trying to catch you. But um, I don't know, man. I I, I think I, I like the Utes. I like the Utes. But then again, I'm I'm from Florida. Um, I never like you know the Gators. But with this one, I'm I'm still gonna go with the Swamp, man. I'm going <laughs> to Gators on this one, man. I think they're covered. I All think right. they're covered, man. All right, well. Um... Look, I, I was smart with uh, my Michigan State. You know, I saw them at 19.5, and I took it when it opened. It's now 22 and a half. Who you got? Oh, wow. Wow, 22 and a half? Yeah. And you got you, you got it at 19.5? I got it at 19.5. I got oh. it when it opened. Oh, smart man. <laughs> <laughs> smart man. Bob, man, 19.5 and 22 and a half. I think we'll put up some points, though, man. Yeah. I, I, I think we're going to put up points. Um, you know, I've been hearing about how, um, you know, these guys lost a lot of people. So, you know. Um, and who's the Spartan? Don't we have a former Spartan on um, on Western? Uh, I know Peyton Thornton's dad, COC. I know we pulled Jaden Reed from him. Yeah, it's somebody else over there transferred, I think. Someone, oh, uh, Ladarius Jefferson transferred to Western. Yeah, so that's gonna be fun. Cause I I remember when uh, he had a touchdown. It was really early in the Michigan game last year. He did the Paul Bunyan pose. Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's gonna be fun. But yeah, so I I mean that that twenty two. I think we'll cover. Yeah. Yeah. See, I I that that twenty two. I wouldn't bet twenty two and a half. But I still think MSU covers, so that, that's kind of where I'm tipping. What do you got for the score? Oh, uh, let's see. Uh, I'm thinking Western. First game, a little jittery. Um, what about? I'm thinking, can we put up? I'll say about 38-7, something like that. Yeah. Yeah, should should be interesting. Should be a lot of fun. I know Western lost their quarterback. I know they lost Sky Moore. Yeah, so they lost a lot. They, I mean, you know, you can talk about Michigan State's losses all you want. You still have Jaden Reed. You still have three really good tight ends. Trey Mosley, Keon Coleman. It, you know, you, you, the weapons are still there for Michigan State. You know, I like I said, I think they cover as well. I'll I'll give everybody my score though. You know, when I do a, you know more of a <laughs> Western focused preview and. Uh, you know, I'm going to drop that tomorrow. Uh, Thomas, hey, thanks, brother, uh, for coming on. I really appreciate it. Oh, no problem, man. Go green all day. All right. Go what? For uh, Thomas Red, I'm Tyler Hayward. This is Great Lake Sports Network, Michigan State Podcast.